0: you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com/slash host. Hello, chickens. This is the fabulous Adam Richard, and I have a theory. All right, it's time to get into the strange convoluted history of what was meant to have happened with Ace. So apparently what happened, uh, Ace was... Like, Andrew Cartmel, who was the showrunner for all intents and purposes, they used to call him the script editor back in the day, Um, but they didn't do any of the production stuff. They just worked on the script. Uh, so, he was the script editor during the the McCoy years, and apparently his plan for the next – so, it would have been his fourth season um, of Doctor Who, which would have been 1990, which never happened, obviously. They just – didn't review it. It just like mysteriously disappeared into the ether. But, you know, they've, he's done a bunch of... Like he's written a book and he's had a whole bunch of... Um, done a lot of interviews on the DVDs, Blu-rays now. And he also oversaw uh, a season of episodes on Big Finish um, that kind of told all these stories that he had planned. Uh, so what happened was... Th- ace was training to be a time lord um she went off to time lord university the academy or whatever it's called and sort of got trained in trying to become a a, a time lord while the doctor got a new companion whose name was rain creevy was that her name um who was uh kind of uh a, a lady <laughs> safe cracker, like a cat burglar like the, she breaks into a safe and the doctor's already in there. Like that was the kind of, you know, hilarious, um, way it started. Um, and I feel like Lady Christina in the TV show is kind of what that character was meant to be from way back when, just like, you know, in the books, there was always, um, Bernice Summerfield, who was uh, an archaeologist and had her own method of travelling through time which the doctor somehow got for her, like these time ring things, which I feel like River Song was sort of, you know, heavily based on, because she had, instead of a ring, she had like a the the travelling fit bin um, <laughs> whatever it was the, the vortex manipulator, as it was called in um, Russell T Davies' gobbledygook um, <laughs> Uh, I've been taking a leaf out of his book. I've been writing a, a short story for my uni work um, and just going, rather than trying to explain the science, uh, which is normally what you would do with a science fiction story, it's just like, here's a here's what I want the thing to do and here's a fun name for it. Thank you. Um, and that's how that works. Uh, so... Yeah, the I don't even know where I got to. I was talking about Ace. Um, and now I'm into how River Song is ripped off from Benny. Um, <laughs> but a very different character. Um, but, you know, because Benny was kind of debauched and a little bit, you know, all over the shop. Whereas River Song was kind of more manipulative and, you know, she was... Uh, Born in the TARDIS, like that whole storyline still confuses me. Uh, anyway, so Benny turned up, um, in the books, and Ace left, and then she went off with some other renegade time lord, apparently, uh, and then betrayed him because she was always, you know, was in one of another one of the doctor's long games. Um, so she. Joined up with the Doctor and Benny again. Um, and yeah, so uh, like, yeah, the it's kind of weird because Big Finish kind of run with many of these different storylines uh, to the point where Ace becomes part of the CIA, the Celestial Intervention Agency on Gallifrey. And, you know, they go around and they sort of interfere um, in in ways that Time Lords are not meant to. Yeah. Um, so that was, yeah. So she kind of like, she becomes a time lord and she works for the time lords and it's, you know, so that's kind of a theory of time lords that involves them just recruiting people to become time lords. Um, And then I guess then they bestow the gift of uh, regeneration on them. Is that how it would work? They would go and get it from the sisterhood of Khan and, you know, just hook them up with a drink. Um. Or, uh, now we have the idea that they've all been gene spliced from the doctor when she was the timeless child and fell through the hole, um, from the other universe, uh, with it's, uh, and I'm like, is that going to get tied up in this 90 minutes? Are we going to find out about that other universe? Or was that the other universe that Tiki Tiki Tata was trying to head back to, um, when the division was outside of the universe? Like it's, I'm confused. Um... So, apparently, like, there's many, like, there's even more Ace storylines because there are, you know, there's been, like, it, it is, uh, <laughs> as Matt, who's one of our delightful Patreon subscribers, has said, uh, the <laughs> he's surprised that they haven't tried to do an episode where the doctor goes to Ikea to buy the hat stand. Yeah. Um, <laughs> because the hat stand turned up in a heap of episodes throughout the like late 70s and early 80s like there's even one where the TARDIS gets blown up in I think it's Frontios and all that's left is like the hat stand and a bit of rubble um like that's the most important part of the TARDIS (laughs) the hat stand um so yeah so many people have tried to explain away what happens to Ace in various fictional forms like I'm gonna write Ace's big finale um and, you know, Sophie Aldred, oh, by the way, it sounds exactly the same. Like, I know she looks, you know, much older on telly, but when you hear her voice, it's like Tom Baker. Like, you're just like, he could still be the same age, even though he's quite clearly nearly 90 um, uh, at the time of recording this. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, uh, so many people have tried to kind of work out what's going on with the Ace storyline that she's got so many loose ends apparently they're all tied up in the book that she wrote um I'm presuming co-wrote because I don't know that Sophie Aldred even is across all of the timelines uh someone like she must have consulted with someone um but yeah she wrote a book called at childhood's end which I've not read because you know I'm busy uh, but I would I would like to read it at some point um but yeah she has apparently tied up all of those storylines as belonging to disparate, uh, you know, timelines from some... (laughs) Something she touched. <laughs> Don't touch things, guys. It'll get you in trouble. Um, something she touched called an anvil. Anyway, that's the bit that I read online that just kind of vaguely explained it. I still wasn't understanding. And the doctor tricked her into touching it. And then so her life gets splintered out into all of these different uh, multiverses, I guess. Um, and now they've all kind of recoalesced. And then there's a whole other thing of apparently uh, her time at the Celestial Intervention Agency on Gallifrey and becoming a Time Lord is somehow wiped from her mind uh, by some other Time Lord who's decided she's no good. Um, oh, also, she joined the Time War for a while because the Gallifrey stories on Big Finish Now are all set during the Time War. Um, and I know one of them definitely had Ace in it doing some underhanded bit of business. Uh, so, yeah the the confusing ace storylines like it's this is the thing the wilderness years as they were called uh the 90s and early 2000s when doctor who wasn't on tv which realistically was only about 15 16 years um it's been on longer than it has it uh but yeah so this period like just there was no kind of oversight i guess there was no uh you know, there was no production office in Cardiff saying, no, you can't do that because that'll conflict with this, or you can't do that because we're going to put this thing on TV. Um, so you get all these disparate storylines of Ace, uh, and it's kind of confusing. Um, so yeah, I, I think there's, there's, there's an attempt to kind of reconcile all this um, before she turns up in the TV show, or may, like I wonder if that was the impetus for writing that book, um, although it came out a while ago. Uh, but was to kind of like oh I've got to get I've got to get my character in order in case I get the call up <laughs> to be on TV. Um, and that was an interesting thing that Sophie Aldred said in the interview in uh, Doctor Who magazine was that she you know was all excited about it um and then was like ah oh, it's probably only going to be a cameo and was a bit disappointed cuz she's like i you know i really love playing this character and i want to do a whole full you know meaty storyline and then gets there and finds out oh no it is a full meaty storyline i mean she's parachuting um she also said like apparently when she first got the role cuz she was meant to play a completely different character um she was meant to be like a A motorcyclist um in the episodes that are set in wales um delta and the bannerman uh way back when um because they had like all these different tryout characters who were going to be the doctor's next companion and so her agent was like oh yeah she has her own leather she can ride a motorbike she can do all that stuff um so that was kind of what she was meant to be this action character uh and she was like yeah yeah i can do all that and so, apparently on the set, uh, you know, when, they, when she turned up, um, she, she said, like, you know, I could do my, you know, stunts and stuff. And they're like, no, she's got a stunt double. Like, it's, you know, it's fine. Um, but she said, like, one day the stunt double had disappeared off the coal sheet and there was a, a kind of stunty business to do. And she's like, yeah, I get to be stunt ace again. <laughs>